Welcome to the Creep End. I'm your host, Brittany. This is my co-host and sister, Kaylin. Hello. Okay, that was that was better. Oh, man. That was good. No, actually, I enjoyed that hello, so... Damn it! That's <laughs> not what I was going for. <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to episode... Seven! Seven. Lucky number seven. We are doing... Ouija stories, or Ouija stuff, Ouija board stuff. I'm pretty excited about Ouija board stuff. And I'm traumatized by this, I, so... Well, I'm also kind of, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got some, uh, we got some, we got some personal experience here, unfortunately. It's one, I, honestly, it's probably one of the things I regret most. In my life, it's playing with that damn spirit board. Oh, I was gonna say we didn't have a Ouija board. We had a spirit. We had board. a spirit board, and it was supposed to be angelic and it like, was bright blue and, and happy looking, like white witch. But nothing that positive came from that board. Oh God. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So we just thought it was funny. I think most of the times that we played with it, like, I think one of us was actually, like, dicking around and moving the planchette. But, uh, I, I think so, too. But at the same time, like, there was talking about, like, Grandma Patty in yeah. the board is what yeah, kind of got to me. Yeah. Like, because I, I feel like every time we at least talked about her or we asked about her, that thing moved on its own sure did and i'm sure kelsey could vouch for that too oh yes yeah kelsey actually uh wrote us a little snippet of what she remembers about playing with it too that poor child yeah we 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 traumatized our cousin kelsey as well our house was haunted and creepy we forced her to watch the blair witch we forced her to watch a lot of scary movies she fucking hated yeah, I'm surprised she still likes us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boo. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like our mom, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I went through a weird like I'm a Wiccan phase at like oh she sure did guys. twelve, thirteen years old, and then I realized I'm just too lazy to put effort into believing in much. So <laughs> I just like to think I've. I am a decent person. I try to do good in the world, and that's about all I can offer. And if there is somebody at the end of the tunnel, I think I have enough to argue my way into the good place, wherever that may be. Uh, you know, Olympus, heaven. Oh, I'm down for Valhalla. Olympus. I, I want Valhalla. They got food there. Oh. And apparently we are Nordic. But, you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll take some food. Okay, found the email. Um, all right, so yeah, we'll start with we'll start with Kelsey's story, and then we'll go into like what I remember because one of the times that I remember the most, and that's probably one of the times that made me quit playing with this thing altogether, was with Kelsey, but she barely remembers it. So, uh, Kelsey says that she remembers that we would sit in the living room at our dad's house where we grew up. And, um, oh, speak of the devil, look who texts me. 
And uh, we were talking about we have this board that we could talk to, you know, dead people. She says, sort of like Ouija board, but way nicer. <laughs> or so, so we all thought. <laughs> so all three of us, me, uh, Kaylin, and Kelsey, were sitting around and thinking like, oh, we'll try it, but nothing's going to happen. I think we all had kept like, you're moving it. No, you're moving oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know? For but, sure. Um, there, it had like a, which I guess you should, you need to open and close a Ouija session appropriately. Mm-hmm. So at least the spirit board had a proper like opening prayer or whatever and a proper That's closing. That's right. Yeah. And you always, it said, make sure you always mm-hmm. open and close. And it was printed on the board, wasn't it? Yes. Like, okay. It was, like, on the board, but we also, it was, no, it was on the inside of the box. Oh, okay. The top of the box for the board, yeah. So she says that she remembers the ch- the opening chant. <laughs> and um, she goes, I remember we had the portal open trying to connect with my mammy, her grandmother. But instead, we ended up connecting with Brittany and Kaylin's grandmother, who was the sweetest person ever we thought it was a joke at first but then we began asking her questions to see if it really was her i remember asking her if she knew mammy and my grandpa art and that's so that's her side of the family like uh her other grandparents that aren't related to us um and the circle move or and she moved the circle to yes that gave her i'm sorry that gave me goosebumps just knowing that it wasn't until we asked her to spell Kaylin's name to really make sure. Knowing Kaylin had a name that's not spelled normally. My parents um, fucked me, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she spelt it the right way. It gave me peace to know that we could still connect with our um, grandparents on the other side. But then there was a time that we act- we contacted somebody who was acting nice at first and then turned out to be bad. And then we had to hurry up, close the circle, and get the heck out of the house. And I cannot remember that one's name. And I don't remember that one's name either. I remember it was a a male, supposedly. It was a male. And it was like, I just remember it was being like super pushy. Like, I don't know. It was being very, it was being very aggressive. We were like, oh, can we talk to one of our grandparents? No. And then it would say some like really weird shit. So that wasn't, that wasn't fun. So I don't think... We played with it for a long time (sighs) until we were in high school and I stayed the night at Kelsey's house one time and we were like, let's bring it up and fucking dick around with the spirit board. (laughs) So I brought it and we were there with a couple of friends of ours and, uh, I don't know. There was, I don't, I don't know. There was like rumor that her house was already like a little haunted like stuff would move or whatever and i mean at least that's what i remember being told like something about a balloon floating across the room and weird shit like that but that was it the clown no at kelsey's (laughs) old house up here i don't oh i remember that shit i never really hung out with you guys at that point well yeah i guess that's true they didn't like me until like (laughs) i got into high school (laughs) and now i'm the best friend oh yeah but, um, so yeah, we had, like, the lights off, I think. We, like, b- lit candles, and we were, like, thinking, oh, it's, we're not gonna get anything. And then we were asking, like, random-ass questions, like, whose parents are gonna divorce, or whose parents are cheating on each other, like, oh, dear Jesus. just weird <laughs> shit, and then we were, you know, I don't know. 
were asking a bunch of weird shit. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, like, all I really remember is that it started to, like, spell out just a bunch of, like, really awful words, like, die, death, uh, burn. Like, it was, like, a bunch of just weird, creepy-ass shit. Again, we were playing with two other people who could have just been pulling our legs. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I thought it was real. So, I hurried up, I was like, no, fuck this shit. I hurried up, we closed that shit out, and that was the last time we ever touched it. As soon as that shit spelled out, die, I was like, and I'm never touching this again. Yeah. So, like... Again, could have been people playing a prank, but I wasn't fucking around. I will say the nice thing on that board is that it made sure you knew you had to properly open and close. And that's so shit doesn't follow you out of the board. Mm -hmm. And I think when people play with these things, they don't understand. Like, you need to properly open and close these things. Yeah. You know, regardless of belief... At least just err on the side of caution. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I would rather say whatever prayer needs to be said than to find out the hard way that I just invited whatever. Do a dance naked just to make sure. To freaking hang out in my house for the rest of my life, so. Um, So, yeah, that was our, that was my uh, experiences with with that spirit board. I mean, just the weirdest ones. I played with it a lot, but I didn't always get negative shit. There was just those two times where we got some weird shit coming through and that last time was just enough for me. And I won't purchase nor buy an actual Ouija board. I Isn't may- it like bad luck to buy yourself something like that though? Doesn't it have to be gifted to you or I is that just something? Th- no, I think there is a, a superstition that it is bad luck to purchase your own Ouija board. I think, I, mean, I don't know how true that is, mm-hmm. but I think that is a superstition that some people have. Um, I mean, you can buy a Ouija, you used to be able to buy a Ouija board at Toys R Us. It's owned by Hasbro now. Yeah. So, um, like, they don't care. They think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look, Toys R Us out here just... <laughs> Casually having cas- Ouija <laughs> Casually <laughs> allowing 10-year-olds to summon demons. <laughs> oh, gosh. So... For this week, I decided to be history nerd on you guys. So I looked up the history of the Ouija board. So my section isn't like necessarily creepy today as it is like informative, but I thought the history of it was actually super interesting. Again, I'm a history nerd, but it was it was very interesting. So yeah. hopefully you guys think so too. But even in, on my end, it was really hard to like find stories that weren't on like BuzzFeed or like yeah. even Reddit and stuff that weren't more than like two or three sentences. Yeah, because I I would imagine you know with Ouija boards like most of it is gonna be anecdotal. Yeah. But you found a movie. I did find based a movie. on a real story. Yes. So at least that's. A little bit bigger. Yeah. You know, no, that that got me more than half a page of notes. So yeah. <laughs> that's what I was looking for. For sure. And I knew this episode was going to be probably heavier just on the info side, but I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. And at least we're not always scaring the bejesus out of ourselves because when I go back to edit this, I won't, you know, be thinking I'm seeing everything popping out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. Well, lucky you because... <laughs> This one had me fucked up. Did you actually watch the movie? I did not uh, because I 
honestly i was going to because i did my research on the weekend so i did have time to watch it yeah but when i was looking over the review and what everybody was saying it was actually saying that it is the top scariest movie on netflix right now oh and i was like uh no thanks yeah and the pictures that were involved on imdb were (laughs) absolutely insane so i was like i'm gonna pass on this one yeah maybe if one day it's like bright and sunny bright and sunny and i'm outside watching it you know we'll talk (laughs) and birds are fluttering around butterflies yeah something oh god all right so uh so back in february of 1891 newspaper advertisements from a pittsburgh toy and novelty shop the kennard novelty company began showing up um they advertised for a um talking board which was uh used to give magical advice about the past present past present and future with marvelous accuracy and the first board sold for a dollar fifty so ouija board is a flat board um, with the alphabet arranged in two semicircles over the numbers zero through nine and in the upper corners um, yes and no and then at the bottom goodbye Uh, typically it's used with a teardrop shaped device with a little a small little window cut out in it called a planchette and that is used to move around the board. At least two people need to sit around the board, and with their fingers lightly placed on the planchette, you ask a question, and you watch as the planchette moves around the board, spelling out the answer. All right. So um, some current research uh, done by Robert Murch. Um, he's been researching the mysterious history of the Ouija board since about 1992, and it's kind of hard to find anything before uh, before the board was a toy, before mm-hmm. the board was sold as yeah. a toy. Um, there's some, like, rumors of some, you know, like, and we'll, we'll get into that, but, like, the spiritualist groups had what they called talking boards. Yeah. And, or used, you know, different methods to try to get things to be spelt out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robert Murch is quoted saying, for such an iconic thing that strikes both fear and wonder in American culture, how can nobody know where it came from? Um, so basically, it does stem from the 19th century obsession with spiritualism, which is basically the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. And um, one day I'll probably dive into like a spiritualist uh episode because spiritualism is actually really interesting and there's a lot of like really fun stories that go with spiritualism like um like houdini used to go and try to like disprove yeah spirit you know spiritualist mediums and stuff like that so there's a lot of fun stuff that comes with spiritualism but um including the ouija board so back in the day communicating or during the spiritualist uh spiritualist movement um, communicating with the dead was common and it wasn't seen as bizarre or weird. It wasn't seen as like, oh, the devil's work like we see it today. Um, and before the Ouija board came out, mediums used to just like call out the letters of the alphabet and then wait for a knock at the right letter. So basically, people were looking for a way to communicate quicker mm. with the dead. Ooh, because, candy. you know, yelling out A, 
<laughs> and waiting 10 seconds to hear you know did, did we hear a knock was that a knock you know what i mean mm-hmm. so um so in 1890 charles kennard he took the idea for a talking board from some spiritualist camps and he pulled together uh, a group of four other investors and um that included and the most popular one is um elijah bond who was an attorney uh, a surveyor, Colonel Washington Bowie, and then there was somebody else that this article didn't bother naming. Um, so then they started the Kennard Novelty Company. None of them were spiritualists. Mm-hmm. None of them could give a shit less, but they knew how to make a dollar. So they saw a niche that nobody else had gotten into at the time. So if spiritualism is this widespread thing, like even after Abraham Lincoln's son died, mm-hmm. His wife brought in mediums to try to speak to him. That's how widespread spiritualism was. Like, the president of the United States was holding a seance Mm -hmm. with his wife. So, you know what I mean? So, the fact that nobody had monetized on anything for that yet Mm -hmm. is pretty impressive. So, these guys got together to monetize on a way to talk to the dead faster and more efficiently. Um, Elijah Bond's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who Bond claimed was actually a strong medium... She is the one who named the board Ouija. Um, They all sat around the board, asked, what do we name this thing? And they asked, and they, the board said, call it Ouija, I guess, which is spelled O-U-I-J-A. They asked what it meant, and the board said, good luck. Okay. But Helen was said to have been wearing a locket. And on the inside was a famous author and women's rights activist named Ouida. O-U-I-D-A. Oh. So likely she kind of got the name from misreading. Mm-hmm. The per- you know, it, it was a woman she looked up to. So maybe she just changed the name a little bit. Or maybe she just, I don't know, quickly was, oh, oh, Ouija. Like, I don't know. So supposedly it's a misreading of that woman's name. Okay. But in order to get the patent, because to monetize, they needed a patent, and it had to be passed with a patent. So he brought Helen Peters um, to the patent office, and the Bond officer said that if the board could spell out his name, which supposedly Elijah Bond and his sister-in-law didn't know, then they could have a patent. So apparently it spelled out his name, and the, the Bond officer was like completely in shock. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right, shit, here's your patent. Yeah. Done. But <laughs> either the board spelled it and, it, you know, it really works. Or Elijah Bond, who's an attorney who works with patents, knew the officer's name already. <laughs> or, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so somehow they found out his name before going in. Well, I but, mean, if you hold a meeting, don't you usually like to know the name of the person you're about to talk to? Sometimes you do, so, you know, but maybe that was part of the ploy. Oh, we have this board that can predict mm-hmm. shit. Okay, well, don't tell them my name then, you know? I don't yeah, know. that's true. But they went ahead. They, it worked. The bond officer believed it, and they received the patent on February 10th, 1891. By 1892, the Kennard Novelty Company expanded from one factory to five. And by 1893, Kennard and Bond uh, took off with their money... And um, they let William Fold take over. So, yeah, Kennard and Bond were like, hey, we made hella bank. Like, we're done here. So they Mm -hmm. sold their portion 
um, that they found it off. All right. Yep. And then this guy, William Fold, takes over. And he had actually worked his way up from an employee to then he was like an employee and a stockholder. Mm-hmm. And eventually he was like running a factory. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and just sold it, sold their portions off to him. Um, so in 1898, uh, Colonel Bowie was the last of the two original investors. He went ahead and gave Fold the exclusive license to make the board. So now he could mass produce it. Okay. And in 1919, Colonel Bowie went ahead and sold his remaining business interest to Fold for a dollar. And he saw Fold as his, like, apprentice. Like, I taught you well, son. Here you go. Buy it for a dollar. The company's yours. I forget that a dollar back then is so much more money. Well, a dollar back then was a lot of money, but he also, I think, was... He just wanted to pass it off to somebody who Mm -hmm. was like taking over from him yeah because he was like his protege kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um fold eventually died in 18 or i'm sorry fold died in 1927 after he fell from the roof of one of the new factories that a ouija board told him to build Mm, he fell Mm. it was an accident he didn't get pushed and he didn't jump was possessed well if the ouija board told him to build a factory then maybe the ouija board knew he was gonna die maybe so i don't know just creepy coincidence for sure so anyway so with the mass production now there's like multiple factories you know making ouija boards now um so not only were spiritualists interested in the board again quicker way to contact dead people um mediums hated it because it cut them out as the middleman there was you no longer needed a medium to yell out a b mm-hmm. c and wait for a knock you could literally sit there and do it yourself yeah um there were spikes in ouija board sales in the 1910s and the 1920s with the devastations of world war one um the uh, jazz age and prohibition hmm. and the fold company opened new factories to meet demand during the great depression where for over five months in 1944, one single New York department store sold 50,000 boards. 50,000 boards during the Great Depression, and he was able to open a new factory during the Great Depression because people were losing people. People Mm -hmm. were losing their homes and their families and their jobs and everything. So there's kind of this like weird connection. Um, Every time that the american people went through a hard time they saw a spike in the sale of boards and maybe it was to you know is this going to get better Mm -hmm. or contact your passed away relative who starved to death yeah or died in world war one or Mm -hmm. what have you um so in 1967 um, parker brothers bought it from the fold company in that year it outsold monopoly and it was also the same year that we saw more troops go to Vietnam. Mm. It was the summer of love. Um, eventually the summer of love in San Francisco. That wasn't 1967, I believe. That was 69. And uh, the race riots in Newark, Detroit, and Minneapolis, and Milwaukee. So again, another period of pure upheaval yeah. in the American uh, society mm-hmm. saw a spike in the sale of boards. Um, so then... 
kind of going back to some of the fun stories of incidents with the boards over time. So, like, in the 20s, would-be crime solvers were using their boards to hunt for clues for murders to the point where law enforcement was, like, if we get one more tip from somebody who says it's from a Ouija board, like, we're gonna, we're gonna go arrest people. Oh, shit. Like, they were getting tons, like, I, I think it was New York mainly who saw a lot of people trying to call in tips and mm-hmm. they like, oh, the Ouija board said this guy was murdered here. You should go look there. And they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, is the spirit on the other side trying to help? Who knows? Are these people just wasting law enforcement's time? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> In 1921, a woman was sent to a psych hospital saying that Ouija spirits told her to leave her dead mom in the living room for 15 days and then bury her in the backyard. And yeah, so (laughs) when people realized that they hadn't seen the mother around for a while, they sent people to go. And uh, yeah, she was just chilling in the house and her mom was like, like laying on the living room floor. She was like, no, they told me to leave her here. Leave her here. So they, yeah, they locked her up. All right. And in 1930, a woman, uh, there's a case of a woman who murdered another woman. Oh. Based on the encouragement of Ouija spirits. They told her to do it. Oh, shit. Yeah. In 1941, um, a man said that he joined the army because the uh, Ouija board told him to. And in 1958, a Connecticut court decided to not honor the Ouija board will of a Mrs. Helen Dowpeck, which left $1,000 to her former servants and a whopping $152,000 to a Ouija board spirit named John Gale Forbes. How the hell do you leave money to a spirit? So, yeah, the court was like, yeah, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) Could you imagine having to sit on that, like... Really? Like, <laughs> the ghosts say, leave another ghost, $152,000. Um, and only 1000 for the people who are actually living. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, though. That's like people who, like, give their homes to their cats or something. Like, mm-hmm. I leave all of my belongings, like the Aristocats. I'm sorry. I leave all my belongings to my cats. Like, what are the cats going to do with a mansion, lady? open it up to the O'Malley cats. <laughs> They're going to have a freaking shindig like they did. Oh my god. Anyway, so people have even like written books and poems dictated by Ouija. Oh. One woman wrote a book and claimed that she had been contacted by none other than Mark Twain himself. So Mark Twain came to her and said, write this book. Needless to say, I don't know that it was a bestseller. I couldn't even tell you the name of the book because I did not write it down. <laughs> I was going to ask if it was Twilight. Ew. Oh my god. No. I just saw a TikTok that Mike sent me. <laughs> it would be And it said 9-11 is directly... <gasps> I saw that shit yes, too. 9-11 is directly responsible for Fifty Shades of Grey. And it's because... <sighs> When 9-11 happened, Gerard Way saw the towers go down and he Mm -hmm. decided, life's too short, I need to make my band I've been wanting to make all this time. So he made My Chemical Romance. Um, 
Stephanie Meyer really loved Gerard Way and My Chemical Romance and decided to write a book where she sort of bases her main male character on Gerard Way. I'm and dead. The Please stop. Whole, <laughs> you know, kind of like vampiric aesthetic. And then EJ, whatever the fuck her name is, his name, I don't know what the hell that person is. I think it's a lady. Ended up writing a fan fiction based on Twilight called Fifty Shades Grey. So both 9-11 and Gerard Way are now responsible for Twilight and Fifty Shades. So have fun with that if you didn't already know. Anyways, so lastly, I have here that um, in 1982, an author called an author called an author named James (laughs) Merrill wrote his epic poem called The Changing Light at Sandover and said it was dictated to him by Ouija. And he actually ended up winning a National Book Critics Award. Oh. So, you know, the spirits told him to write it. And he did. Um, so, Ouija board was obviously seen as, you know, because spiritualism wasn't weird. People talked to the dead often. And it wasn't seen as strange. Up until our best movie, The Exorcist, came out. And that's when society began seeing Ouija This boards. is where I log off, guys. <laughs> it all comes back to The Exorcist. Oh, um, hot damn. So, yeah. Um, after The Exorcist movie came out, Ouija board became the tool of the devil. And then that's when it started actually popping up in horror films. Nobody had actually... I mean, I don't know how many horror films were... I guess there's some old school horror films. But... Yeah. Um... That's when it started popping up, is after The Exorcist used it. Gotcha. So now, thanks to The Exorcist, it's been denounced by multiple religions, citing scripture that denounces communication with spirits. Um, Now, even, obviously, in the paranormal community, it has a shoddy reputation. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't fuck with it. Yeah. I, I am all about paranormal, but I won't fuck with a Ouija board. Yeah. So some people say if you use it properly, it's a good tool. Some people are like, nope, not not doing it. And um, there's actually some really cool... I'm not going to go that hardcore into it, um, but there's actually some really cool um, psych experiments being done watching groups of people use the Ouija boards. Mm. And one of the experiments was... Um, people who were unfamiliar with the Mm -hmm. board like didn't like people who weren't american yeah they brought them in to like use the board and play with it Mm -hmm. and um they actually found that like nothing ever happened yeah if they didn't know how to actually use it like it you know like oh yeah this is weird i guess nothing happened this is boring Mm -hmm. so if you didn't already know what it is surprisingly it didn't work no, um, no. They also tested some of the theories with like a robot playing or like moving the planchette. So like people who didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, if the robot was like moving the planchette or whatever, you know, like how they would react. Mm-hmm. And they basically guessed like, oh, it's something's moving it. So um, there was also some other like research done like group settings, like people that did know. Mm-hmm. you know what was going on the qu- and they study like the questions they ask how that you know how they ask the questions like 
you know, how these answers are being portrayed, how many people are playing at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, all these kind of different variables. But they have found that um, doing these experiments with it, it offers some insight into the non-conscious mind. So are people just accessing knowledge and some cognitive abilities that you don't have a conscious awareness of? So when you ask a question of the Ouija board, like, you know, let's keep it easy. Like, what's two plus two? And let's say you didn't know what two plus two was. You know, say mm-hmm. it's some crazy math problem or whatever. What is the answer? Do you subconsciously actually know the answer? So you subconsciously move the planchette to the answer? Hmm. Or is it... Interesting. Yeah. So, like, so are they asking questions and then there's somebody's subconscious in the group is answering? Yeah. So it might not be spirits at all it might just be that people have they're accessing brain knowledge that they're just not consciously aware of accessing to answer certain questions well don't we only use like 10 percent of our brain at a time i mean or some uh, some low low number like that yeah we definitely don't so i definitely believe that like yeah i mean it's like when you dream like what are you dreaming you know these certain dreams for like sometimes nightmares are to get stress relief or that's what actually nightmares are stress relief so the more nightmares you have the more stressed you are in real life but like so yeah it's like that explains so much right now mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah that's kind of like the cool little tidbit i have to end our ouija history mm. is that now they're doing some further study basically just on human consciousness with the board which is kind of fun yeah no, that's, that's kind of cool that's really interesting and they, they found like a practical use for a ouija board <laughs> oh shit so for all you people who are curious uh i'm just gonna give you proper ouija etiquette i'm not saying use ouija board because I won't. But you're going to do what you're going to do. You have done what you have done. But here... We don't judge here. If you're going to do <laughs> some Ouija-ing, here is the proper way and some do's and don'ts um, for that. So you want to cleanse your space. Like, I don't I don't know if that like means... Like Clorox wipe? I don't know. Maybe both. Maybe <laughs> Sage? Wanna, maybe you want to Clorox it and maybe you want to like waft some nice time in the air fumes or something in the i don't know but you want to be you want you want needs to be cleansed okay you want to use a magic circle of protection should probably not be mocking this well we're not playing the board is not present and i don't need to bring a board in this house it probably play itself so um anyway so yeah create a magic circle of protection so that could be kind of how we were saying earlier our board had like a chant to open up mm-hmm portal or whatever um it's called Just shut up i don't portal. want to talk about portals <laughs> not talking about portals or not talking about portals um ground and shield which to be absolutely honest i don't know what the hell that means so maybe like i don't know ground and shield sounds like don't get carried away <laughs> i don't know um you want to focus on calling specific spirits Otherwise, you will not know who or what has come in. Mm. And that would have been nice to know back in the day. Yes. (laughs) I guess when we weren't actively calling for our grandparents, it probably would have been better to, you know, not Mm -hmm. just let whoever or whatever come on in. Um, 
I did know this one and we did do that and it was written on our rules is once finished you want to thank the spirit for coming yes and then you need to close your circle which typically is another chant or prayer so that's your basic how to start and finish your Ouija session um, so here's some do's and don'ts do protect yourself do place quartz crystals in the room Hmm. Do create a circle of protection. Do darken the room and light candles. Oh, good. We had that right, Kelsey. <laughs> uh, do avoid possible distractions. Turn off the TV, cell phones, etc. Do go into the session with the highest intentions. Do be specific on who and wish you, who and what you wish to contact. Do burn sage, sweet grass, or incense. And do write down the messages. Okay, I don't need to write down die. That was not okay. Okay, here's your don'ts. Do not consume alcohol or drugs. Okay? Ouija doesn't condone of your vices. <laughs> no drunk Ouijaing, alright? I'm sure that's how most Ouijaing is done nowadays, but you know, that's that's my own opinion, guys. Like a, a, a O-W-I. <laughs> Ouija while intoxicated. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, oh god. Do not use the Ouija board by yourself. Do not ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. So don't ask when you're going to die or how. Yeah, don't. I don't know. Or I don't need to know that. Who? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. <laughs> do not ask questions you do not need to know the answer to. Do not allow the invited spirit guest to control the session. Do not do the board while you're tired or fatigued. Do not do the board when you're sad or mad. Do not use the board to pry into others' privacy. Like asking if your parents are getting divorced soon. (laughs) Uh, Do not use the board in any way to affect someone else's free will. So I guess don't ask the spirits to, like, make somebody love you. You know, like the genie in Aladdin says. He can't do that. Um... I just want to be loved. <laughs> and the last one is do not use the board for financial gain. Oh, fuck. Which cracks me up because the board literally was created for financial gain. <laughs> They're just trying to cover the bases. That's like the ultimate. I, like, all right, spirits, let me know the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. So, yeah, there's your do's and don'ts of Ouija. There's your Ouija history. And uh, we'll move on to a spooky Ouija case. We're, we're gonna first start off with how fucked up this had me. Did this. I did my research during the day because I knew this one was gonna have me a little bit weirded out. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys remember the whole faceless girl, little girl nightmare I had? I, I had another nightmare, my lovelies. And this one was, I was... It, it looked like a cemetery, but there was no plaques. Like, there was no, like, gravestones or anything like that. But it was, like, kind of, like, the feel and, like, a built of a cemetery, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and I was eating fucking potatoes out of all things. I went to go do something with my fork. So I started walking away to go put my fork somewhere. And this doll was laying, like, face down in the grass and like her head tilted towards me and she had like those mitten hands so she didn't have like full fledged fingers she had mitten hands right yeah. and her mitten hands starts like twitching 
and she starts winking at me and then I'm like starting to scream like because I'm scared like I'm starting to scream for help and all of a sudden this motherfucker starts flying across the fucking field area that I was in and like I woke myself up by screaming really loud because I was terrified oh my and yeah so you know 26 year old 26 year old old with nightmares now and I don't know how to handle it (laughs) but I couldn't go back to sleep after that because like the just the winking and the twitching of the doll is like what kept me like like if it just went flying would have been like oh somebody's fucking with me or the wind pick picked it up and blew it but no no like this this fucker was trying to talk to me so if y'all got any insight on that please let me know (laughs) email us Okay, going into the Ouija board story that I found. So like I said a little bit earlier, I had a hard time finding like an actual story that wasn't more than like two to maybe four sentences long. Not saying that it wasn't worth like telling, but it wasn't enough information for me to really like just tell like 10 stories. Like I just, I, I like the big stories. So I actually googled Ouija the movie to see if it was based on a true story to kind of go from there and it brought me to a movie called Veronica um it is it was it came out in 2017 and it was directed by uh I'm so sorry uh Paco Plaza and it was produced by Netflix and it is actually based on a true story and the story is... You couldn't pronounce Paco Plaza. No, it's going to get worse. Oh. Because this story is based, based in Madrid in, oh. in, in Spain. Oh, okay. So I'm All going right. to apologize beforehand, <laughs> just in case I fuck anything up. <laughs> I was like, Paco? <laughs> no, I just wanted to apologize okay, beforehand. Got it, got it, okay. okay, so Veronica is based off of a young lady from Madrid, Spain. And her name is Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro. And she was born in Madrid and lived with her family in Valquez. I'm sorry. Something like that. Valquez. Valquez. With an E? It's V-A-L-L-E-C-A-S. V-A-L-L-E-C-A-S. Valacas? Valacas. The double L. Valacas. Like I said, I'm so sorry. That's right. In her teens, she began to be interested in oculate phenomenon, phenomena, which I had to Google what oculate means because I'm not the smartest person alive. <laughs> and an oculate or oculus believes in this in supernatural shit. Oh, got it. So yeah, awesome story about life. So she was at school with two friends, and they play. Uh, they played with a Ouija board at school, trying to get a hold of one of the other girl's boyfriends who had passed away from a motorcycle accident. Um, The girls that were there that day said they saw smoke coming from the board and that Estefania inhaled some of the smoke. Yeah. So after this, Estefania begins to suffer from insomnia, hallucinations, and epileptic seizures. She describes faceless beings wearing a coat visiting her at night and asking her to come with them. Ew. Yeah. 
I don't like faceless things. No. I mean, I don't know that I want anything scary in my room to have a face either, but faceless just seems so much worse. Well, I mean, if you think, like, if it has a face, it could have, like, weird googly eyes and you just laugh it off, like... <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what's worse. Anyways. <laughs> Continue. Um, her parents, of course, were concerned and took her to the doctors to find out what was going on, but everything came back inconclusive and, like, the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with her. Good. On July 13th, 1991, Estefania attacked her sister who ended up on the floor with foam coming from her mouth. Oh. And on July 14th, so the very next day, Estefania had a cattle... A, a cattle? Catalepsy attack. Oh, uh, okay. Ca- yeah, catalepsy. Catalepsy okay. attack. So not a cow. No, not a cow. Not a cat- cattle. <laughs> not a herd of cattle. Sorry, that was a bad pause. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so I, I googled that too. And that's a trance-like state marked by loss of voluntary motion in which the limbs remain in the position that they are placed. Yeah, it kind of grossed me out and weirded me out. And after being taken to the hospital, she passed away. Oh, so she went into a creepy coma Mm -hmm. and died. And died. Oh, wonderful. The autopsy, of course, failed to explain the reason for death, only mentioning sudden and suspicious. Yeah. Um, so even after Estefania's death, paranormal phenomena escalated. Her mom, it, to me, it was mostly against her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so her mom heard Estefania's screaming voice coming from all rooms of the house Laughter of an old man crossing the walls, Ew. unexplained uh, glass breaking, objects moving, doors opening and closing on their own. The also, uh, the also, oh shit. The mom has had also felt something touch her hands and feet while she slept. Gross. And her little daughters, so Estefania's younger siblings, uh, woke up one night with their wrists being slammed against the wall. Oh. Two years after Estefania's death, her photo that hung in the living room caught on fire. And only the face was burned. Mm. The fire didn't cause any other damage around the picture or around the house. Mm. Uh, Police were called that day to the house, and the report that was made had become a cult object among oculists. So I think that it was... They took the report to, like, decipher it and, like, try to see what the fuck was happening. So they, they called in some, like, paranormal people? The police did. Oh, okay. That's funny. Yeah. Like, we called the cops. And the cops like, no, this isn't um, right. this From isn't what I, like, understood, I forgot to write this part down, it was, like their chief like their chief of police that called because he was like i don't know what the fuck is going on and he was not i'm not down (laughs) and he was not like a firm believer in like the Uh, supernatural or anything so it was like a big deal that he mm. called in like some extra help yeah um so in the report it describes the door of a wardrobe that opens violently despite being locked and almost hitting agents in the face Loud noises came from the balcony where there was where there was nothing, and strange brown slime Ugh. that formed on the bedside. Ugh. 
I'm like, what if it was just poo? But that's my, my opinion. <laughs> there was a crucifix hanging on the wall when agents arrived and then was found on the ground. The crucifix was torn from the wood it was mounted on and three, like, a claw with, like, th- or three mm-hmm. claw mark was visible from where it was hung. Mm-hmm. And the bathroom... It was described as the most haunted place, had a sudden drop in temperature that, quote, they had never felt in their life, end quote. It's a haunted toilet. <laughs> Just splashes up your butthole. <laughs> it's a bidet. <laughs> well, nowadays. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, after that, the family ended up selling the home and moving away. Oh, no shit. <laughs> but it stopped all the events altogether. Ah, so they were haunted. The new owners have never experienced inexplain- the inexplainable phenomena. Interesting. Yeah. I and thought that was... Did you, was there any info on if it followed the mom and sisters? It didn't. Oh. So okay. it was... Hmm. I think... I, I think that after, like, she had passed, I think it was just her spirit trying to be laid to rest by getting them out of the house. And once they left, she was able to rest. That's my opinion, though. Yeah. That's what I gathered from It's a really aggressive this. way to do that, but sure. It, it is. I guess. <laughs> but sometimes you got to be aggressive in things you do. So, hey. Um, years later, Estefania's mother endured psychological exam, which mentioned emotional instability, anxiety, and need for attention, which, which suggests she may have embellished the stories of what happened and what was witnessed. But per the police reports, the events that were documented were unrelated to what the mom had said, keeping the facts of those stories true. Oh. So, like, her psychological exam was, like, I'm sure it was proven to, like, for her, but, like, for the events, like, they're, like, no, like, we fucking witnessed this shit ourselves, yeah. too. Like, yeah. Like, she's not yeah, that she didn't just crazy. convince, you know, the chief of police to call in a paranormal team. Exactly. <laughs> but then my thing is, and, like, I don't know if this goes to being a mom, and, like, I've never experienced this before. I've never lost a child. But wouldn't losing a child in a way that she did cause her to maybe have some psychological issues? I mean, I would say. Because that, that was my thing. Like, how are you going to, like, make this woman, years after her child had passed, like, undergo these psychological exams to like oh like we're gonna try to prove her wrong but she lost a child like yeah of course like i would have anxiety like i already do and i like yeah luckily haven't lost a child exactly yeah i think that's fair to say why i mean losing your child and then potentially experiencing a bunch of really crazy shit like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure that would do a lot of people in but Ugh. that was, like, the biggest question that I had, like, ah. was, and that's the one that, like, resonated with me. I would me, say, but... like, let's do some movie homework, but if that's, like, the scariest shit out right now. Yeah, it said that it is, like, in the top five scariest movies on Netflix, and I'm like. I don't know if I can commit to that. No, I, I don't think I can. Mm. 
and especially after like my whole slew of nightmares going on i don't think i would ever sleep again yeah it's probably not a good time for you to watch a lot of creepy ass movies yeah, well, I'll think about it. <laughs> well, when you watch it, you let me know. But that was all that I really found for that yeah. one because it was like short, sweet, to the point. Yeah, but that's still um, crazy. I did kind of read like a short snippet of the movie, like synopsis or uh-huh. whatever, and I don't know how true this is to the story because it didn't say. Okay. But when they were first doing the Ouija board, her and her friends, like that—that's completely true. But yeah. They were talking about the motorcyclist that passed away. Um, and also reaching out to Estefania's father. Oh, okay. Now, I don't know how true that is that he passed away in real life. Because, like I said, it didn't say. But in the movie, that that's who else they were trying to reach as oh, okay. well. Got it. But that's really all I have on that. I was yeah. going to do more research, but after my... Uh, Nightmare? Nightmare. I had to close the book on this one. I feel like that's an adequate amount of story. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's just, I know that there's people that have just had some like crazy ass experiences, but I, I was never willing to go past mm-hmm. what I considered enough for myself. Like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Like, I made a Ouija board pumpkin for our, like, Halloween contest at work, and I, after I made it, I was like, oh, this is clever. I made it, and I'm like, what the fuck have I done? I literally just made, like, a Ouija board, so I never made or put a planchette with it. Mm. I didn't, I didn't want to give anybody mm-hmm. the ability to try to pick it up and use my pumpkin as a Ouija board, so <laughs> I literally was like, oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it never had a it never had a planchette. I always like the aesthetic of Ouija boards, like you know, creepy Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, cute tattoos. But yeah, I don't know that I would ever actually do it. I don't think I could ever do I'm that. I'm definitely one of those paranormal weirdos that's like, nope, don't you fuck with it. I'll go through a medium. <laughs> yeah, I'll just shout out A, <laughs> B. Oh man. So yeah. Ouija boards. That's fun. If anyone's got Ouija stories, you should tell us. Millie, that probably means you. Millie's got a story for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. I feel like I had something interesting to say, and now I don't, so... I guess we'll just just wrap it up because my brain's like, no, you're done, bitch. (laughs) Put it away. Oh, man. All right. Guess what I did? You finished WandaVision. I finished WandaVision, guys. Yay! It only took, like, fucking two weeks, but I did it. And me and both Rowan are never going to be the same. (laughs) She had a very hard time with it, and she's only four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have to get this off my chest publicly, so if you guys have not watched WandaVision, either just turn this off now, or listen to the spoilers if you haven't watched it, but I'm gonna spoil the ending. Um, I did not need to see Vision die for a third fucking time. 
No, that was completely you know, fucking unnecessary. The first two were enough. Yeah. And as soon as I realized what needed to happen in order for the hex to go away, I had already started crying. And then they put the kids to bed, and I started crying even more. And then she says, thanks for choosing me to be your mom. And I started sobbing. And then they go downstairs. And again, whoever started writes, sobbing. Whoever <laughs> writes the damn... Whoever writes Vision's dialogue. Like, I, I need to write a strongly worded email to this person. Because <laughs> it's not, not the only one. This isn't okay. All right? You know, like, the whole... Like... Well, we've said goodbye to f- before, so it stands to reason that we'll say hello again. And I'm just like, <sighs> so <sighs> going off of that, well, I watched not- too much TikTok. Oh, and you know, fan theories and everything. And this fan theory really fucking got to me. Oh. So the little one that could read minds, who had the same like powers as Wanda, pretty much mm-hmm. knew what was happening before it was gonna happen. Well, yeah, and. They think, this person that TikTok this, uh-huh. thinks that because he could read her mind, that him and his brother got to escape that part found of the it. hex and found, like, a loophole to get out. I did see And yeah. I'm like... I did see... Okay. I did okay, see there. something like that. Okay. Well... It made the, me feel a little bit better, but... <laughs> but in the cutscene, you, you hear them screaming. Yes. So... I know. But I just I did, couldn't watch kids no, go sure. away like that. Yeah. Without closure. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I think that's the whole point. Like, they gave you closure on Vision. You watched him disappear. They didn't give you closure on the kids. And there's a whole comic book line with the kids in it. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I've been reading some stuff, (sighs) though, about the... Or the lady who... Or one of the writers. She was like, oh, I didn't even know who Mephisto was before this. Like, because everyone was like, oh... It might be Mephisto, or it might mm-hmm. be this, or it might be that. Like, all these, like, Easter egg bits. And she was like, oh, no, we didn't think about any of that. Oh. Like, apparently. But who knows? She could be lying because it could open up another. It could yeah. give away another storyline for a different show or movie. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it was kind of disheartening. Like, what do you mean you're writing a show for Marvel and you didn't. She's ex- got to be bullshit. Yeah. You know, like. Especially because Doctor Strange 2 comes out. Yeah. And that's supposed to have a big piece of um, yeah. her story, or Wanda's story in it, too. But so then they had Evan Peters, who was Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, he's just Ralph Boner. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? But then I saw something on TikTok saying that he's most likely, like, the FBI's informant. Mm-hmm. So he chose, that was the name he chose for himself as a, like, uh, what's that? What am I looking for? Like, witness protection type thing. It was Ralph Boner. It was Ralph Boner. Which would make more sense that yeah. he gave himself a joke name as he's, like, hiding in plain sight. And that mm-hmm. was, you know, because I thought that was how they were going to tie in, like, the X-Men into the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the Disney end. And then mm-hmm. they kind of were like... Oh, oh no. we just threw him in, and then poor Evan Peters is like, I was just happy to be involved. Like, so I'm like, I don't know. I hope, I'm sure it'll all tie in. I just need to stop overthinking it. I was in such a terrible mood after I watched it, too. Like, Justin, like, 
did something and I was just so pissed and I was like mm-hmm. I know I'm mad because I'm like sad at the end of the show and I yeah. need to calm the fuck down it's- but guess what comes out on Friday oh is it uh, yes it's sexy uh, and sexy here <laughs> <laughs> um yeah Falcon and Winter Soldier <laughs> still Sebastian Stan is hit or miss for me I don't know. We'll see. Huh. I was talking to one of my clients about, because she's a nerd with us, and <laughs> I was talking about, I'm like, but how can he be, how, like, because Winter Soldier is, is supposed, also is Captain America in a comic line, or a comic series, but then so is Falcon. Falcon is also, so they're like, oh, maybe they're just going to pass the shield back and forth to each other, and I'm like, Ah, uh, that would make sense. Why they would put them both in yeah in a show together, since they're both Captain America at some point or another. So it's kind of that's kind of interesting. It's kind of cool, but uh, yeah. I saw the saddest like conspiracy theory. Well, not conspiracy theory, just kind of like fan theory. It was about uh, Stan Lee. And Captain America in the in uh, the end game where Stan Lee was supposed to play older Captain America. So I saw that. And which I was like sounds cute and sweet. No, it just like it tore me apart. They like were, they were already almost done filming before he died, or they were he, done filming. So a lot of people say yeah. he was supposed to be there. They had already finished filming before he passed away. Yeah. It just yeah. it killed me though, because it was like, why do you guys think like this? Right. <laughs> Like, stop. Have nothing better to do because make <laughs> other people depressed for a <laughs> uh, They should go right for Marvel. Um, apparently, they're trying to get it to where Deadpool takes over the, I heard. the cameos. Yeah. Which I'm excited. I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm glad they gave him a do over at Deadpool. Mm hmm. Um, because I, I love A proper do over. A proper, yeah. I love the Deadpool series. And I hope that they tie it into. I've like, never seen Deadpool. Oh my fucking god. I do love Ryan Reynolds, Okay, though. you should go watch that instead of uh, creepy movies, because that's not creepy at all. I just heard there's a lot of, like, F-words. <laughs> um, I think there's a version you can watch without it. Oh, I don't care, I oh. was just saying. <laughs> I'm like, we... Because I knew that was part of the problem when it was coming out to theaters and shit, was that, like... Oh, yeah. I can't take my kid to see this, because it's got fuck right in it. Y- yeah. Well, it's like, well sorry about it but we're grown-ups that are nerds and we <laughs> spent all of our teen years being ridiculed for the things we liked that now that we're big with big kid money yep <laughs> we get what we want so sorry that you can't take your six-year-old to see deadpool because yeah. i'm reliving being 12 so exactly piss off <laughs> piss off i am kind of like i am kind of bitter a little bitter that uh my like middle school and high school style is like the thing the thing now <laughs> like like billy eilish put out a clothing line and some of the photos mm-hmm. that she used to you know show off some of her pieces yeah i was like i literally dressed like that in middle school and i got called a satanist and got bullied out of pe so like what the fuck this is bullshit yeah but on the other hand i'm like you know what good for you because at the same time i'm not an asshole and i don't think that future generations need to suffer because i suffered yeah so that's great if y'all are gonna be more inclusive finally fantastic but you're gonna have to let 30 year old me in on it (laughs) because 
my childhood was taken away because I wasn't allowed to be weird without being ridiculed. But now that there's no ridicule happening, I'm joining in. Hardcore. So, sorry. I'm going to be that 30-year-old woman not getting old gracefully. I'm going to finally enjoy things that I wanted to enjoy back then and couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I used to hide my Harry Potter shit before friends would come over because I didn't want to be made fun of for how much Harry Potter shit I had. That's what I did with my Twilight shit. Yeah, right? And I had a lot of Twilight you, shit. Yeah, you did. I had a lot of Twilight yes. shit. And that shit would be hidden. Mm-hmm. My dad, oh, so kindly one Christmas, gave me a, like, life-size poster of fucking Jacob Black with no shirt on. Sure did. And I was like, shit. Yep. Like, no, <gasps> everyone knows. But yeah, so I guess I'm a little bitter, but at the same time, Good. I'm glad mm-hmm. everybody can live and be their truest selves without fear of being bullied out of eighth grade PE. <laughs> so if you're listening to PE. this and we had eighth grade PE together and you bullied me out of PE by calling me a Satanist. Fuck you. You can get off my podcast and go listen to something else. Thanks. And we'll fight. <laughs> I literally had to beg the counselor who told me well if you maybe you didn't wear so much black and you just didn't get made fun of then you could just stay in the PE class I'm like who yes. made you a counselor don't get made fun children? of because that is your choice yeah, this is your fault because you are trying to be who you want to be but other people don't like that so you need to change that mm-hmm. and I I hated that woman she was a terrible counselor I ended up having to beg like two of my teachers to switch periods Mm -hmm. that way I could switch PE classes and I had to be the one to go around and ask all my teachers my counselor was like well if you want out so bad then here you figure it out I'm like really I'm being bullied to the point where I'm going home crying every day and like I looked so mundane in comparison to what I looked like in high school and in comparison to now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, my hair wasn't even colored. No, it was I was blonde, blonde. with, like, black on the bottom. I wore if that. black pants and, like, Blink-182 shirt. I was gonna say band t-shirts. I could barely even do my makeup. I had, like, maybe the pencil liner. So it's like, really? Like, that, you know, I was being mm-hmm. bullied for, like, the minimum already. But, but look, like, now you a queen. Well, now it's just acceptable, and now I don't give a fuck because I'm 30, but, like, I had to go beg Mr. 80 to swap spots in his classes, I had to go beg another one of my teachers, and then I had to beg the PE teacher to sign off on swapping spots, and I think Mr. 80 is the one who saved my ass, Mm -hmm. because he technically was at max in the class I wanted to switch into, but he went ahead and just said, well, fuck it, like, I'll make an exception. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy saved the last bit of middle school for me. So, kudos I fucking to Mr. hated 80. middle school. Middle school's, f- you know what? It was fucking terrible. Seventh grade was awesome. I loved seventh grade. Eighth grade was awful. And then most of high school sucked ball sack. So, like... Dude, from seventh grade ugh. to when I graduated yeah. were the most miserable years of my yes, life. Yes, people suck. Like, people suck kids are mean their parents, i was so parents quiet care. like most of the time i was just really quiet like especially in my classes because i didn't want to get in trouble like i didn't 
I'd let people fucking copy off of me all the fucking time. And, like, I still got made fun of for having fucking glasses and Mm -hmm. buck teeth. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Girl. I got freaking whatever little gross-ass boys I was dating in high school. And their parents were trying (laughs) to blame me because, oh, you're... You're weird. You must do drugs. Oh, so yeah. You, you must be <laughs> the one. It. That's why my son has an alcohol problem at the ripe old age of 14. Like, no, maybe your shitty parenting does. Not... And your alcoholic husband. And your alcoholic <laughs> husband. Yeah, for sure. The fact that he's getting the bottle of Jack Daniels from your house might be the problem. I'm not purchasing it. I'm also 14. But come at me, bro. And to this day, despite what anyone believes... I still haven't even smoked marijuana. So, I could not have been the one to get your stupid gross sons onto marijuana because I never even <laughs> smoked it and I'm 30 years old. So, yeah. Calm down. Girl. The simmer. I'm traumatized. PTSD. Maybe you should start PTSD. smoking. <laughs> My eyes are all white. No. Can we get off the air now before? <laughs> off the air. Off the air. We're old, guys. We still think radio exists. <laughs> We had to, I don't even know if dad listens, but we had to ex- explain to dad that you don't watch a podcast. It's okay. Our uncle was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> where do I can't even finish. Where do I call in? <laughs> it's not the radio. It's like an in-between. It's pre-recorded radio. <laughs> oh, good shit. All right, y'all. On that, um, really, uh unfortunate no unfortunate <laughs> turn in events from nerd talk to being bullied as a child and some repressed fucking anger <laughs> and this is why i'm in therapy <laughs> i was also in therapy in high school but hey <laughs> all right you guys uh, yeah if you still uh care to <laughs> like us on instagram <laughs> And Facebook! On Facebook. Uh, we are now available pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. So um, I went ahead and finished up. Now that we have more than five episodes, yeah. I was able to get us in pretty much everywhere else. Just not Pandora, because they're weird with their advertising. It's like a cult. So no Pandora. I've noticed that. Um, everywhere else, though, I think we're pretty much good to go. And, I mean, if you're listening right now, then... Obviously, you found Thank a way, you. but if you don't want to listen to where you found us, then now you have more options. <laughs> uh, yeah, if uh, you have stories to share or whatever, you know, just give us a little little email at thecreependpodcast at gmail.com. If you have, I don't know. If anyone's got a suggestion, I have a long ass list of topics, but if anyone wants to hear something sooner than later, let us know. And most of you have our numbers, so you can text yeah, you us know, all, too. All four of you that now know my pain from childhood. You know, if you want to shoot me a text and ask if I'm okay, and. <laughs> They're not going to. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, most of you suffered with me, so I'm. I think we're all in the same boat in some sense. All right, you guys, on that note, I'm going to go drink away my high school PTSD. So join us next week. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Sorry it got dark. (laughs) Okay, bye.